Welcome to Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. It's my pleasure today to be here with Robin Elander, Executive Director of Downtown Santa Barbara. And we have so much to talk about, Robin. And I, really, I really appreciate you taking time to meet with me because you're, you're so always so busy. I hear so, such amazing things about all the great work that you're doing in the community. So thanks for just taking a few minutes to, to talk about what's happening with the state of downtown and the state Absolutely. of Absolutely. Thank of you business. so much. And thanks yeah, so much for my, all your coverage of all the things that have been happening this past year. There's been so much going on. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. So let's dive right in, Robin. Um, the state just reopened. Uh, so we're, we're officially now um, able to go back, you know, to how we were for the most part. Uh, there's still a lot of people I see wearing masks out there. So people are sort of easing into that. But I wanted to sort of ask you about... Uh, so we, we, we did so much right away to adjust the, to the pandemic to help restaurants. And uh, now we have the outdoor dining, and we have the parklets, uh, but now we can go back to eating inside. So what are your thoughts on uh, where things are at right now in terms of outdoor dining and Santa Barbara, in terms of parklets? Council's gonna be talking about it on Tuesday. Um, what is the state of this situation on State Street? Well, a really good question. I think this is a really, it's kind of this momentous time where we finally are getting back to a little bit of normalcy, but with that normalcy comes exploring how we want to continue with what we've developed these parklets and other outdoor dining situations that were emergency based. And so now we have to figure out how we want to transition into a more a regular outdoor dining usage and, and also kind of the aesthetics of all of that and how they interface with kind of the circulation of all things downtown. So I think there's a lot to be thinking about. It is exciting that businesses are finally able to be operating at full capacity um, with the state's new um, Cal OSHA guidelines. Uh, the fact that we're able to, vaccinated people are able to go without masks, both outside and inside. Um, that is a really big change. And that is just going to create just this feeling of freedom. I mean, just in the past couple of days, like you look at the sign at the business and you're like, can I go in? Like it says, okay, vaccinated. I've done that fully vaccinated. I can go in. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a moment. Yeah. Um, and so, but I think that there's going to be a lot of transition still taking place with businesses learning about these new um, guidance, non-guidance situation, but also trying to figure out what feels right for the restaurant, what they're for their employees. They, they're not only allowed to do things, but they still have to evaluate how that feels and what they want to do to keep their employees and their patrons safe. Is there enough, uh, uh, do restaurants have enough staff, personnel, resources to sustain the, in some cases, ample outdoor dining spaces with the return to full capacity with indoor seating? Or is there going to be some sort of rub there? Um, obviously, the businesses have spent a lot of money on those outdoor dining. Mm -hmm. Really good question. You know, there's there's a staffing shortage nationally as well as locally. You know, people in the hospitality restaurant industry 
um, you know, it, had, it was a, a challenging year and many people have decided to go to other industries or they're either afraid to come back or they've gotten comfortable on um, unemployment and they're stretching it out. So there's kind of a, a number of different factors there and everybody is hiring and everybody cannot get employees quick enough. And so some um, restaurants are only still open for dinner. Um, some are trying to get open for, you know, all, all uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but they're still in this transition phase. And um, no, I don't think in most cases, people are able to operate at full capacity yet. Um, some can, but it kind of just depends on what happened with their business along the way and how many people they kept on and they were able to bring on from other businesses um, and just how they've treated um, and how much they're able to pay employees. So there's a lot of factors in um, the aspect of if a business is able to operate at full capacity. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the work you've done in the past year, uh, I hear a lot of really good things about you working with the various sectors of the business community, working well with City Hall, and really sort of bringing um, a revitalization to downtown Santa Barbara. What, what have you been doing in terms of helping to promote business during the pandemic? Yeah, well, thank you so much. We've been doing doing as much as we possibly can. Our, our team is small but mighty, and we've done a lot of um, some innovative things, some just really in responsiveness to requests and a lot of troubleshooting with businesses. So one of the things that we've done is um, in partnership with the Santa Barbara Independent, we've created a downtown business spotlight where at this point we've interviewed uh, different business owners for 38 weeks in a row. So we've um, had between one and three and up to sometimes four different business owners in different sectors, um, highlighting them on the show weekly. And so it's been a great opportunity to not only document this crazy moment in time, how people are transitioning and also learn from each other and publicize this to other people um, as they're learning to kind of pivot and try to figure this out. So that's one of the things that we've done. We've done a lot with just, you know, early on in the pandemic, we really distributed a lot of, um, you know, the mask sanitizer and in collaboration with the um, South Coast Chamber to just get that stuff out. We got a major donation for that. Um, and a lot of businesses supported and helped with that. Um, recently, this past Saturday, we did a beautification day downtown where we had many volunteers come out and do a, a litter pickup. And then we also delivered um, handmade flowers by volunteers to new businesses that have opened during the pandemic. So we've been doing a lot of um, marketing and promotion, um, business highlights. We do like Instagram lives with businesses. We highlight them on our various social media and, and um, e-newsletter. We have um, a membership page on our website where we um, are posting people's events online and in person. So really um, we've just been troubleshooting a lot with businesses and then just supporting as much um, as we can and connecting them with financial resources that have come out. You know, there's been this um, various different financial resources from the state, federal government, local grants. We wanted to make sure that our businesses downtown get as much of that access and how to figure out how to apply for it because it's been 
um, a lot of information coming at people and just kind of also just listening and trying to figure out how to, how to handle it with them. Mm -hmm. So we're all been in this together. Let me put you on the spot a little bit here. You know, I'm downtown. I, um, uh, you know, see the outdoor dining and, you know, I see the, the seating on the sidewalks and the, the parklets, and then we've got the, the bicycles and there's a lot of street furniture, you know, there's a lot, there's some would say clutter out there. Um, what, what do you think of the way State Street looks right now? I mean, do you have any thoughts, ideas? Um, we're obviously going to have to fine tune this. It's a discussion happening at City Hall. For sure, um, yeah. What do you think of, you know, your long time, you know, Santa Barbara, what do you think of State Street, when you just sort of look at it these days. Well, thank you for asking. Um, there's a, so much in transition. So I think there's some really great things about it. There's some challenges about it. You know, I've heard from many businesses, some things are really working. Some things are not working as well. You know, we're still working out the kinks. When this was developed, it was, you know, it developed as an emergency ordinance people were only expecting this to be happening for several months. Um, when it happened, it really, it literally happened overnight. It, we thought it might only be, you know, a couple of blocks and now it's the 500 all the way to the 1300 block. And so what do I think about it? I think what is really special is seeing little kiddos on scooters, enjoying walks with their families and, um, just the the vastness and the sort of comfort of the space in general. There's some aspects that are not comfortable. We have some things to address, of course, too. But I think as we continue to figure out the longevity and what all we want with this space, you know, kind of the interface between pedestrians and bikes is obviously something that still needs some work. Um, and that's one of the things that's being discussed at council this upcoming Tuesday is really making more space for the walking to happen on sidewalks. Um, and then more of the uh, bicycling and other um, wheeled use besides cars on, on the street. But of course, there's still going to be some a little bit of both, um, and also ADA accessibility. We wanna make sure that this space is accessible for everyone to use. Um, we've, we've seen um, everybody's enjoying it, but that doesn't mean everybody, we're still trying to figure out how this all is gonna go. We've also um, have a lot of built environment that um, is going to need to be figured out as to how to move ahead with um, things like parades, things like um, how to make sure visibility to each business uh, is working. Because when people were asking for uh, building one of these outdoor dining spaces, they asked their neighbor if it was something that they were okay with, and they might have got that permission. But now it's a, almost a year and a half later and then we're exploring keeping this at least till March. And then now we're talking about it um, for the foreseeable future. And so there's a lot of real conversations to be had about what we want it to look like. And those are some of the things that are gonna be spoken about at council on Tuesday and will have an effect on business. So I really invite people um, who are watching this, not only the public, but also businesses to make sure that they participate in that civic process and make their um, contribution in how um, the space is being used, uh, be known. 
Um, and I, I hope this is the beginning of the conversation because uh, in a lot of cases, businesses are just learning um, as of yesterday, uh, these recommended staff changes. And so um, although there's some of them that are recommended to go into effect immediately, for example, I believe one of the things in effect immediately would be no new fixed outdoor business enclosures would be allowed or um, that all new outdoor dining areas must be created with movable planters, wooden or metal posts connected to thick ropes. Um, and then they'd be advised by the aesthetic design guidelines developed in cooperation with HLC, Historic Landmarks Commission and the Santa Barbara um, chapter of American Institutes of Architects. So really, I think there's this moment where we are honoring how we got to this point, but we're also exploring, we wanna keep these beautiful Santa Barbara aesthetics. So there's a lot of kind of um, evaluation of what all we want to include in our future. So it, it's a, a momentous time, but I think during this whole thing, there was so much change happening so fast, people made investments to get their business um, situated in kind of emergency speed. Um, not only the city was working on emergency speed, but the businesses were working on emergency speed. And with that comes um, a lot of angst, a lot of um, uh, financial and personal challenge to get all this stuff done in a way that's uh, speedy and fast and make decision making. And so what we need to do going ahead is, is really slow that process down, in, in my opinion, is to think about things in a, a longer, more proactive way and figure out how to support business and the entire community and make this space the most phenomenal space we've ever seen. And so we have that opportunity now to do that. You know, before the pandemic, obviously we were seeing some challenges with retail storefronts. Sure. Restaurant business is always difficult and it's hard to make a business work. And we have so many in Santa Barbara. But you and I talked recently about um, there's there's a lot of interest in, in, in restaurants and businesses opening up downtown, right? I mean, there, there really there's, there's, is. Yeah, uh, we've seen um, quite a lot of new businesses opening. Some have moved and expanded. For example, um, Hook and Press is, was a, a small uh, kind of donut coffee uh, uh collaboration in the Mosaic locale. They are expanding and they're gonna be opening up in the old Janine's restaurant that was on Figueroa that uh, made some transition moves um, during the pandemic, but they are now, Janine's is gonna be opening at, up the, at the old, um, I guess it's been a Ladios um, and it's at the corner of uh, State and Cabrillo. So there's some good opportunity for movement. And, and there's a lot of behind these vacancies, there's a lot of ideas and a lot of uh, construction and a lot of possibility happening. So I think, um, although we have, you know, I think in a recent meeting, I, I heard it talked about, we're in, you know, this multi-inning recovery process. We're, we're in, you know, I'd say, the second inning possibly because we've had this like really long first inning and now we've had in the last three months quite a number of businesses open and there's quite a number more um, that have been really waiting for this June 15th and what's all involved with that. One that is expected to be opening soon and has been waiting for this time is the Courthouse Tavern, 
which is across from the courthouse on Annapamu, which has been the uh, little door. And so that's going to be um, opening up in an exciting new addition to the area, amongst many others. Yeah. I just did a story recently about a crush bar in town. Yes, uh, yeah. It's like an incredible environment, ambiance, kind of tucked away there. But that looks like it's going to be a hit for sure. Yeah, so that's an, an extra add-on to uh, Crush Cakes. And so they have not closed their business. They're just opening a new business and took advantage of the old Armada space. And now we're combining wine and cupcakes. And who doesn't want some of that? <laughs> exactly. I found it very quickly, yes. Yes, yes. Um, let me ask you about some recent news. Uh, Jason Harris from the city presented the economic development plan, and it was one of the things he was charged with doing when he was hired a little more than a year ago. Um, and I know you've worked closely with him in the city. Uh, what do you think of the plan? Um, I know it's a, a living document, nothing's perfect, but what are your thoughts in terms of how the city is going to try to be working with business going forward you know, I think it's a real step in the right direction. I think having Jason on board and having him be, you know, a listening and ear to our community in terms of business, he's been doing a great job with that. But at the same time, it is a, um, I, I'm glad that he called it a living document and you are as well, because there's, there's room for addition and making more strat strategic elements to it and involving more specific elements around arts, culture, um, some of the things that he has yet to be able to see um, in Santa Barbara in the full swing. So I'm very excited about that. I think one of the things that's wonderful is that it, it does have a, a strong focus on downtown, but also, of course, with the entire rest of the city. And it, it really wants to cultivate a business-friendly city government, which you know, we've had a, a mixed go with um, in the past. We've, we've not been seen as the most friendly place to do business. With that said, I think they've been, the city has been making a lot of strides and has shown real positive um, direction, um, particularly working in the pandemic um, and making quick action towards that. And I think this document really gives us the next jumping off point for, um, continuing that. So I think it's, it's a really good, good, good start. And I think that it's important. I, I like that it involves the sustainability aspects and green business, because we really are going to need to be thinking about those elements to be in alignment with um, moving towards a carbon neutral city by 30, uh, 2035, which is a city's um, uh, anticipated uh, or anticipatory goal. Um, so that's, that's exciting too. You know, um, one of the things I like to do on this show and, you know, we talked, well, you know, a year ago. Uh, I know it's really been, <laughs> it's this been a kind of, uh, interesting moment to have a conversation after probably a full year. And I think I talked to you only what, two weeks, if that, after I had started and so much has happened. Woo. <laughs> yeah, Bob Stout said, oh, you got to talk to Robbie. She knows everything. Get her on the show. You know? Yeah, not everything yet. It's been quite something. Well, you know, one of the things I like to do with the guests is sort of talk a little bit about them as people, you know, as individuals. And so I was wondering if you could just talk to me a little bit about who you are, you know, how you, you, you took over this role and 
I know you're involved in a lot of other things in Santa Barbara beforehand, summer solstice. So can you maybe just give the viewers an idea of who Robin Schumacher is beyond just, uh, you know, your current role as a, you know, business advocate? Yeah, well, thank you so much for asking. I I appreciate that question. Um, I grew up um, near Buffalo, New York. So I feel extremely spoiled rotten every day in Santa Barbara. Um, I came to California via North Carolina um, in 2002 to Ventura first and then to Santa Barbara around 2000, I think 12 or 13. Um, my, both my parents were entrepreneurs. My mom was a hairdresser. My dad was a physical therapist and opened their own business. And they told me never to do it. Um, I, I did anyways, um, much later, I, I started my own consulting business called global good impact. So, um, prior to my role here and, um, after I went to, uh, was starting some, uh, entrepreneurship programs for Antioch University, I was enticed to start my own business. I also went through the Weave program, Women's Economic uh, Ventures, and have a lot of respect for that organization and started a consulting company through there. And the whole goal is, um, the mission is to empower individuals and strengthen communities worldwide. And so not only do I try to do that where I can, but that's how I approach this role. Um, it really is an opportunity for us to, you know, come together as a community and to um, do more than we think could ever be possible. So it's, I take a very collaborative uh, approach and um, empower the people that I work with to hopefully really find their own voice and to feel that they can um, do more with their business or do more personally. So um, prior to this role, um, worked as the executive director for summer solstice for the past six years, which has been such a joy and honor to work with so many amazing people in this community. Um, and wrapping up my role with that uh, this year. And so it's, it's been uh, really wonderful. And then I, I coordinated. Let me, let me just stop you there. Um, you know, solstice is such a incredible event in Santa Barbara and, you know, it evolved from something small, you know, to something. Yeah, a lot of history there. International attraction. And then we, we weren't able to have a, 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 a parade last year. And then it was virtual, uh, I guess, both years. So what was that like to sort of not have a summer solstice on, on State Street? How did you? How did you you know, initially it was devastating. I think it was really difficult to accept not continuing that tradition and have to be in a leadership role to be like, no, we can't do it. But then also figure out how to still create um, as much as possible, a joyful community, bringing together people around the arts in some way. And so that took a lot of work um, in like deep, like trying to find your own energetic element to give that to the community to find a way to like still do something so that was difficult last year and it's difficult this year to have a version of doing the same thing but still um, we were all kind of really hoping that this would be the year we would be back but instead you know there is um a beautiful community offering that we're offering this year instead, which is this blooming, uh, the, the theme is bloom this year. And so it's a 47th anniversary of um, summer solstice. And this year we're doing a whole month long celebration where businesses can decorate their businesses um, and uh, residents are able to participate. We have more than 30 different 
offerings throughout the community for people to participate in and a virtual um, showing of a State Street Parade, which has been filmed over the last uh, several months, that's going to be showing at the Arlington on the 26th at 10 a.m., mm-hmm. and then also a party after that. So there's there's still a lot that we're doing, but oh my gosh, everybody's like, especially after the 15th, people are like, so are we doing the parade? <laughs> uh, but it's it's not it's not quite possible yet, just because it does take months to produce something at that caliber. Are you, one of the things that always struck me is you come across very artistic, you know, like artsy person, you know, mm. uh, very um, um, sort of independent minded and, you know, creative. And here you are as a business person, you know, are you more of a arts person or a business person? Or are you a little bit of both? Or, you know, how do you sort of look at yourself when, because, you know, business, we tend to think, numbers you know and then here you are doing these amazing things with solstice and how do you how do you sort of see yourself you know i have been mostly a project manager at large scale and so i've had a lot of administrative responsibility on large scale projects of different types and i've worked for the city of ventura for 7 years so i have sort of municipal government hat that I can put on at that time when it's right. And then I've also worked, you know, planning large scale, like open streets was one of my projects on Cabrillo Boulevard for, for several years where we closed down several miles of street to bring out the community. And, and so that, that kind of lends to it. So it's really about, you know, project management, working with people, administrative sort of pulling all of the strings together. I like to keep it creative and light because it makes it way more fun. Um, <laughs> but you, I, I leave um, the actual artistic elements. So the, the painting, the, um, the music to the artists and I, I bring the people together. That's, that's been my role over these years. Yeah, and I think uh, everyone sort of recognizes that. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of agreeing or finding a compromise even when you're dealing with perspectives in the community that are very different obviously we know there's a lot of members of the business community that are very upset with city hall and we know that city hall sort of feels as though hey we're doing our best i you know we can't do everything in the private sector you know there's there's lots of heated tensions but one of the things i've noticed with you is you do really well in terms of circulating all through all these worlds and they, they respect you. So can you talk a little bit about maybe a little bit of advice or how do you navigate these very disparate perspectives and views and, and still kind of bring people together in a way where we're kind of working on compromises on these big mm, issues? Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. It's, it's difficult and can be... Um, really challenging but um it's really just about listening to the different perspectives it's it's asking those deep questions as to what um is going on with a business and and not letting you know not being afraid to have the conversation and listening to each perspective and then trying to bring it back and addressing it and not being heated in a conversation where you know there are um obvious disagreements, but there needs to just be a way to speak and either agree to disagree or to at least 
explain all the perspectives and try to find that happy medium. And I, I realize also that there's, there's never a way for, you know, when you're dealing with a community scale that everybody's going to be happy, but it's, it's a way to get people happiest, like in the direction of the best case scenario and getting closer to 85% is what I feel like is, is success in terms of if you get that many people around coalescing around something that really feels right, there's going to be 15% of people that either really disagree, but maybe they're closer to agreement um, on most of the things that are decided upon. So I, that's kind of, kind of how I, um, you know, and 85% is very high when you're coming to like, but that's, that's always my goal is to try to get it to that place. Yeah, and sort of looking ahead, um, you know, again, we went through this pandemic time and People had to make a lot of quick decisions. Just it's about survival. Now we're out of the pandemic for the most part and the state is reopened. Looking ahead, what do you sort of see? What's your vision? You know, what's State Street going to look like a year from now? Um, are we going to be able to tackle vacancies, retail? Um, you know, sort of give us your sort of hopes or your goals and sort of where we're headed. Really good question. And I think that's just this, this moment in time really conjures up what all is possible. So I, I'm excited about this downtown master planning process that is um, really just getting initiated. I'm vying for a spot um, on that panel um, advisory committee with the rest of, I believe, what's 90 applicants. So I think there's a, a lot of interest in in coming together to work this out and make a, a really exciting and what feels right for our community. So I think the fact that there's that many people wanting to participate in this kind of momentous one-time Santa Barbara opportunity is, is great. Um, I think it's gonna be very difficult um, to get to what I was talking about, that 85% or something close to it. But what I have heard and what I'm, I'm hearing regularly is the general public really loves what's going on on State Street um, currently. I think what we're going to need to try to figure out is how to um, bring in all of the different like side street elements, all of the meandering paseos that are just off of State Street and how to kind of make sure that all of these players not only are at the table as to how to um, make sort of signage circulation and all of these factors come together. Um, when it comes to vacancies, I think there's there's a lot of momentum in the right direction. I think one of the things that are going to be starting to figure out is how much um, we're going to see businesses with um, you know office space type people who have large offices and um, tech companies, etc. How they're going to be coming back or not coming back, and how that is going to kind of affect the um, amount of people living and working downtown. And then speaking of living, how much housing can we add to the downtown environment? I think mm -hmm. the more we can add, that of course has been a topic of conversation lately, is gonna add so much more value to um, how well all of these businesses do and also just the sense of community and creating a thriving central business district. So that's some things to think about. Um, 
recruiting new businesses and really making sure that we um, are recruiting businesses that are not only can do well here, but also are the types of businesses that we want to see. So we, we really like those unique um, offerings um, in Santa Barbara. So, of course, there's an important to have a mix of different business types, but that's going to be, you know, a need and a focus. And I'm happy that the city, um, at least initially, allocated some funding for the Economic Development Partnership. And our organization plans to also work um, with uh, these uh, consultants that have been doing initial work to continue that work and, and work really much alongside of that. So I think there's a lot of um, those types of things to think about. And um, I'm just very excited to see how we can start having, um, you know, these different events and getting people back to um, networking mixers and just the spaces where we can connect and have these conversations in person. Like we're, we're on Zoom, but we, we could actually get together now. And so um, we're planning, we're exploring doing um, upcoming mixers. We're talking about bringing uh, First Thursday back as soon as we can. So either in um, August or September, we're also starting to plan the um, holiday parade, which will be very exciting to bring that back to our community and so much more. Um, the State Street Promenade Market was one of those things that we've started during the pandemic to not only help small businesses in the central um, business district to be able to have a secondary location to be do safe shopping, but we'll be adding music to that and kind of extending the weekend and also um, adding family oriented activities to that as well. So there's a lot to look forward to and so much more. We're starting a um, events and activations committee so that we can help facilitate with local organizers how to utilize the space and really keep it um, at that exciting caliber where you know people are like oh what's happening downtown there's always something new and it's not it's not stagnant like we keep this excitement going so I, I have a lot of um, uh, aspiration for what is possible here coming up. Well, I'm looking forward to the snow returning to uh, Ooh, the snow yes. yes. It's so fun. It's not real snow. I guess it's like, you know, a gazillion bubbles that they shoot that makes it feel yep. like snow. But um, that was one of the things I was really bummed about that, we, you know, we didn't have last year. And then the holiday parade is, is so fun as well. Yeah, the Mercado is planned for Fiesta. Um, I talked to a group. I don't know if they want me to talk about it publicly yet, but a very big dance group um, is likely to be in the middle of the street um, in certainly November, but hopefully before. I hope to have some line dancing, salsa dance classes, mm -hmm. and so much more. And I think that's just going to be a great way for us to show off our downtown business community, but also show off our local cultural offerings and um, historic resources. Have you been to the trapeze place, which is about a block off State Street? They that were at Earl Ward. Incredible. And yes. I have not done it yet, but I go by there and see so many people just like, you know, enjoying themselves on a trapeze. But I think that that sounds like a good um, staff team building day. <laughs> you are, yeah. What about you? you? Have you been on it yet? Uh, no, I, I think that probably exceeds um, my level of uh, <laughs> you know, curiosity for sure. Um, 
no, uh, it, it definitely looks fine, and I'm sure it's very safe. But, you know, and then they talk about the climbing wall, possibly going into the old Staples building. So um, there's, you know, that was a proposal that was before uh, one of the commissions. So I think okay. that, you know, there's a lot of exciting things that are coming. With the underpass, too, right? getting that situated is going to really create a different dynamic and environment. So I think there's there's that. Absolutely. Lots of different things that will bring opportunity and excitement. And I think we have this time to be able to not only make these choices, but also highlight it to the rest of the world because you know, Santa Barbara is that destination and people are looking for us for inspiration. And I think it's time to give it to them. Yeah, well, thank you, Robin. It's such a pleasure to, to talk to you about all these issues. And you know, there's, you know, we could talk forever on what's happening downtown, but I appreciate you sort of giving us, um, you know, a sense of everything that you're working on and where things are headed. And, uh, you know, I, I really mean what I say, you know, everyone I talk to just says, you know, the, the downtown association is just doing a tremendous job, you know, with Robin and you know, really, there's a lot of synergy with, with uh, City Hall and all of the the grumpy business people. And then you're sort of doing this great job and sort of bridging all of those perspectives. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, as a reporter, fun to watch. So. Oh, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate those kind words and doing the best I can in this crazy moment. It's, it's been a roller coaster and such a privilege. All right. Well, have a great weekend. Take care. All right. You too. Thank you. Thank you All right. Bye-bye.